Good afternoon, I'm your host Jimmy Kim and you're watching the greatest show on the planet, The Jimmy Kim Show. To the audience out there today, thank you so much for tuning in. We have an awesome episode. I'm interviewing the president of the Katy Christian Chamber as well as the president of the Katy in Fort Bend Christian Magazines. And we'll be talking about community, spirituality, business, media, and politics. All right, so Joseph, we're going to go ahead and start. Please tell the audience who you are and introduce yourself. Thank you, Jimmy, for having me on today. I am Joe Mintzledge. I'm the publisher of KD Christian Magazine and Fort Bend Christian Magazine. We've been in the magazine industry for about 25 years. I started KD Christian Magazine back in 2005, so we're in our 17th year. Fort Bend Christian Magazine, we started in 2014, so we're in our eighth year. The Katie Christian Chamber is um, an offshoot of the Westside Christian Chamber of Commerce, which we started that in 2018, but my partner was very sick. He passed away uh, early 2020, so we restart the chamber as the Katie Christian Chamber of Commerce with Erica Scardino as my partner. Um, we meet for breakfast always on the third Friday of the month, which happens to be this Friday, um, Constable... Um, um, Ted Heap is going to be our guest speaker for that. You can go to katiechristianchamber.com and go to upcoming events, and you will see the breakfast information there if you'd like to attend and learn a little bit more about us. Excellent. Yeah, I know Constable Ted Heap. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, a great good guy. guy. He's yeah. a good guy. <laughs> awesome. So as uh, you gave us a short, synop or a short synopsis of those activities you're involved in, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper sure. uh, as we move on uh, into the interview. So if you can tell us more about the Katy and Fort Bend Christian Magazines. So they're separate, right, Joseph? They are. We have two different websites, Katy, K-A-T-Y, ChristianMagazine.com, and Fort Bend Christian Magazine. We basically cover politics mostly in Harris counties and Fort Bend counties. Um, our philosophy is we report the news through a biblical worldview. There's a lot of uh, media out there, but very few of them do that. Uh, a lot of them you really can't get to the truth on certain Certain issues we kind of report a lot on what's happening that people don't get a story on if they don't find us uh, you know especially with the corruption in Harris County politics and Fort Bend County politics the way it is today right that's interesting and next can you tell us more about the the Katie Christian uh, specifically is it pretty much open to all types of business owners? It is. It is. We have, uh, you can advertise on there in our business directory or banners, but our website last year, we did 1,908,000 page views, which is quite a bit. Uh, we went strictly uh, digital because of the pandemic. We lost most of our advertising base within the first five, six weeks after the mm -hmm. uh, shutdowns. So basically, that's good because last year, or 2019, we reached maybe about 400,000 people throughout the year. Uh, last year, we reached almost 2 million. So about five times more people are reading our products this day and age, and we can report on issues in uh, real time. Before, we came out once every two months. So, you know, we report on an article. Well, it's kind of dead. It's in an old news cycle. Nobody really cares anymore. But nowadays, we can get an, uh, an idea on an article, something that's big happening, say the Ukraine crisis. We can have something up within hours. Oh, and, yeah, that's important right now. It yeah, really people is. want news in real time, they especially do. with social media. Yeah, they do. It's like, yeah. you know, yesterday's news. Nobody really cares about that because right. we're living in a 24-hour 
a day news cycle, and things change constantly by the second in some cases. So you always have to be up to speed. And your readers, you know, are very educated readers this day and age right. as well. I mean, they they by the time we get something out, if we're an hour late, well, everybody's heard about it. You know, if we're the right. first ones out right. there, you know, we get all the page views. You know, it's competing for you know the uh, you know the audience. That's basically what we're doing in real time now. Right. Yeah, it's amazing how fast the technology is, is uh, rapidly changing, too. I mean, I'm a millennial, and sometimes it's hard for me to keep up, Joseph. I think you're doing a phenomenal job of keeping up with that stuff. <laughs> well, when I first got into magazine business, things have changed. You would not believe. We used to um, have to put everything, like, on little floppy disks. We would get all the... You know, I, the, I barely remember those you know, oh, floppy yeah. disks, <laughs> and we'd have like a hundred floppy disks to get our magazines on, and then uh, yeah. so, and then you know, and then we'd have to get the colors outputted by a color company and take oh, it in there. Wow. And everything yeah. was done nowadays; everything's instant, you know, even in the yeah. printing industry. So things have changed for the better in that regard. But as far as you know, magazines, true magazines and newspapers, about three out of every four across the United States went out of business since the pandemic started. Uh, oh. Simply, unfortunately, when you know, the economy gets going, gets tight. A lot of people, the very first place they cut is their advertising budget. And that's the last thing they bring back once the economy turns around. And a lot of people still do not feel the economy's turned around. Me, for one, I mean, inflation's out of the, out of control right now. Oh, that's you know, definitely something we're going to talk about here a little absolutely. bit later. But yeah, I'm happy to hear. Uh, I wasn't aware that a lot of the publishing business went uh, south uh, recently, but I'm glad to hear that you're still, you know, you're holding strong, yeah, holding down the fort yeah, for the thanks publishing. God. Thanks to God, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, always staying positive. Absolutely, yeah, I can tell that's very important. Yeah. All right, next, you're also a YouTube host. Right. I, <laughs> so tell us more about that. Yeah, you do comedy. Is that correct? We do mostly satire, uh, you know, which is comedy. Uh, oh, that's but, so cool. Yeah, yeah, we release a new video every Friday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And uh, basically, for a long time, people were saying, you need to get a YouTube channel going. You need to get a YouTube channel. And I started thinking, well, nobody's going to really listen to me. You know, I mean, you know, they can listen to everybody else out there and, you know, people that have been established for years. So I need to come up with a unique approach. So right. our approach is, is like, you know, satire, you know, people, if we can address the issues, you know, particular issues, you know, and make people laugh at the same time, I felt like people would have a better chance of watching our stuff. We started uh, last uh, March, so we're coming up on a one-year anniversary. Uh, March 29th is when we released our first video. And if you want to learn more about those, just go to uh, YouTube, type in Katie, K-A-T-Y, Christian Magazine, and then you'll see our channel. Just subscribe while you're there, watch a few videos, get a feel for what we're doing. But, you know, uh, so they've done okay. I mean, you know, we're constantly facing censorship there as well. Our mm. top performing videos, about 51,000 right now. Uh, but usually most of them do 10, 20, 30,000 views each, you know, so That's pretty uh, good. yeah, considering we're fighting against a lot of censorship, that makes a huge difference. Right. Yeah, I saw uh, one of your snippets, Joseph, that you sent me the other day. It was really funny. I liked it. <laughs> Which one did you see? <laughs> it was, I don't know, you sent me two, but I saw, I, mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw a snippet, like I said, and it was pretty funny. Because okay, I like good. comedy. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Good laugh every now and then. It's really good for your health. <laughs> yeah, I can't be uptight all the time, Joseph. I know you're getting to know me better, but. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, for you, you know, it takes a lot of preparation just to come up with a three minute video for once a week. You know, it's a lot right. of research. You have to do for you oh, to yeah, do an hour yeah. radio show 
like you're doing, that takes a lot of effort. People do not realize how hard that is. It is. That's interesting you mentioned that, Joseph. Yeah, because the, the audience sees pretty much the end product. Exactly. But they don't, they don't see all the back work that get, goes in, that's involved in producing and creating a, a show like this. But, yeah, thank you for recognizing that. Absolutely. So I really appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> you have a deeper appreciation and understanding because you also work in the industry, the media industry. So we understand each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And the outside people, they can consume and watch. And I'm very grateful and thankful for that. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't realize that sometimes on an article, we've written several articles lately, uh, yeah. and you know, and you might do two weeks of research just to get the information together that you need to put out an article where you can verify all the sources. And it's a five-minute read by the time it's all said and done, but it takes weeks of research sometimes to get these articles out there. Oh, absolutely, because you, you have to make sure, yeah, your information is on point. All the T's are crossed and, exactly, and all the I's yeah, are dotted. 100% correct, yeah. And we do the same thing here. That's why I like to interview uh, the authorities <laughs> on what they're doing. Thank right? you. Yeah, it's important because that's, that's who people want to hear from as well. Absolutely. Rather than Joe, that's an amateur, doesn't know what he's doing, nobody would want to listen to that. Versus somebody that's been doing it for you know, a good amount of time. We're, we're professionals. Now, I think it was JC said, I'm not going to take any, any advice from anybody that has a smaller bank account for me. And that's actually really good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not bad at all. Next, so we talked about your YouTube channel. So initially, why did you, why did you want to, why did you get into media? Was that always a passion or? No, it was actually kind of a mistake. Back in, uh, I used to have a telemarketing company back in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. And then, um, yeah, I didn't really like what I was doing. So I was looking for a career change. And um, I kind of narrowed it down to one of three things. I was either going to become a realtor, I was going to become a stock or bonds broker or an insurance agent. And I didn't really like all three. I used to play softball. And this is back before we had like closed circuit TV and we played double headers. So sometimes we'd have two or three, you know, hours in between games. And there was nothing to do. There was just like local, you know, TV. So I thought, you know, it'd be a great idea if there was a magazine that was reporting on what was happening in all the different softball fields. And that's where I got the idea. My first magazine was Houston Sports News, and our slogan was professional coverage of amateur sports. Later, as we grew, uh, I actually grew that to be the top sports magazine in Texas, independently owned. And then, oh, um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as we grew, uh, we became uh, known for professional coverage of local sports because we started covering uh, local sports uh, on a professional level as well as amateur sports as well. So I, And then somewhere probably about a year, year and a half after I started that, I just felt God put it in my heart. Uh, I was listening to a sermon about, you know, the body of Christ needs to be connected, that, you know, you need to do a Christian magazine. And so I kind of like kind of ignored it for a while. But I got out of the publishing industry in 2004, early 2004, for about a year and a half. And then um, I said, well, you know, what I was doing didn't really work out. So I said, well, what should I do? I should get back in the publishing industry. I was going to get back in the sports publishing industry. But, you know, then, then God re kind of reawakened my dream to do a Christian magazine. And so we came out with our first one in November of 2005. We were going to come out in September, but that's when we had, like, Hurricane Rita hit New Orleans and oh. later uh, our um, uh, Rita hit Houston, I think, right? Okay. And then that's uh, kind of delayed us. Oh, okay. 
So that's interesting, that transition you did. Are Absolutely. you still uh, talking about sports in the magazine, or has it uh, shifted completely? Only if we're highlighting athletes uh, through a spiritual background. Uh, yeah, okay. One of the things, you know, I was a Christian back then, but um, I wasn't always living for Christ. In fact, a lot of times I wasn't. But we would talk about an athlete and, you know, talk about their faith a little bit. You know, we would emphasize that if they were a Christian athlete. But people don't read a sports magazine because they want to hear about Christian views or values. They want True. to hear about sports. Right. So with the Christian magazines, you know, people uh, want to hear about that so we try to do the news through a biblical worldview and we we don't only uh, cover local politics but we'll interview like you know uh, ch pastors churches great ministries just all kinds of things you never hear about that are going on in a community you know when i first started this you know and you see the world around you you become kind of jaded you really feel like everything's lost but when you're doing what I'm doing, you see people behind the scenes that are making a huge difference, that sacrifice their time, their lives, their monies to make a difference, even if it's just for a few people. And you never hear about these people. You just hear about all the negativity that's going on in the world, all the you know wars, rumors of wars, so on and so forth. But with, uh, you know, behind the scenes, there's just so many outstanding people doing so many great things for the community that you never hear about unless you go to us a lot of times. Yeah, I like that because we're on the completely we're completely on the same page, Joseph. Because you're highlighting those local heroes. Absolutely, kinda, I kind of do the same thing on my show. Right? <laughs> There's a reason you're sitting in that seat, and it's it's the people. Uh, we actually had this discussion on the phone a few days ago. It's people that are impacting the community in a positive way. Right. And they most of the time, yeah, they don't get spotlight in the media because uh, they're they're focused on the. Uh, professional athletes, Hollywood celebrities. I mean, they're good at what they do, but yeah, in their local communities, I mean, they don't have that much of a, a tremendous impact. No. They may have an impact on their sports team or in the movie that they're in or for entertainment purposes, but actually bettering the lives of uh, local uh, residents, I can't say that there's much going on there. And then right. that's those people that you're highlighting as well as me, I do the same right. thing. Yeah, so that I'm so glad uh, that we were on the same page in regards to that. Because as I said, a lot of the mainstream media, as you said as well, there's a lot of negativity. That's why I had to, I know we're in media ourselves, but right. I'm very selective with what I let into my brain because I feel like the more I watch the mainstream media, the a lot of the bad news, it doesn't put me in a good uh, mental state. It really doesn't. I mean, I just watched the first 15 minutes of any news broadcast. I mean. It, totally depresses you you know it's like right. what's the point you know oh yeah yeah versus the jimmy kim show and exactly. then your content they can watch us because we're focused on positives right great work that's going on in the community so that's where the contrast is because well, i don't yeah go ahead Joseph. not always we do report on a lot of uh politics locally in harris county and fort bend county and the corruption it's kind of a culture of corruption in harris county politics right now right. i mean people used to talk about cook county and chicago and how corrupt that is but houston is fast approaching and taking that over as the most corrupt county and you know, United States politics, and we need to make a change. This is our time to do it. If you're tired of the crime, if you're tired of everything that's happening right now, we need just to make a clean, you know, clean sweep. Well, I agree. Yeah, and in that regard, uh, I like that idea because you're, you're what you just said is you're identifying problems in the community, and then uh, identifying the solutions as well. Because if we, yeah, if we never bring those problems to light, 
then people will never know about it, and then those problems will never be addressed. Uh, we're going to talk about the Harris County elections and that what happened there, that that craziness a little bit later. But next, Joseph, we're going to go on to why did you uh, also decide to get into uh, the chamber business, which I think are great groups. Thank you. Um, the chamber, there's a lot of great chambers and networking groups that I was a part of, but a lot of them, especially the evening events, really kind of, you know, would go around like cocktails, things like that, bar scenes. And, you know, it's for uh, a lot of Christian business people, you know, some have no issues with that. I have no problem with people having a beer or wine or a glass of wine or whatever, you know, but a lot of people do. And, you know, we just felt like it was, we want to give the Christian uh, business community an opportunity to network among other Christian believers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had some excellent speakers. I mean, we had Don Hoffines, I believe, was our last speaker. Our next one is, you know, uh, Constable Ted Heap had Mattress Mac. We've had a lot of great speakers over the, um, over the last two years. But, you know, we want to give them a different field where Christians can network among other Christians and talk about, you know, business, but also God, a time for fellowship and, you know, Christian networking among, you know, believers. And right. you do not have to be a Christian business. We have a lot of people there to attend that are Jewish, Muslim. We're, our doors are open to everybody, but it's a great opportunity for Christian business leaders to network amongst each other. I think that's wonderful, Joseph, that it's open to everybody. Because that's actually what I was going to ask you, if it is. And, yeah, you're very inclusive of all different types of uh, religions. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you're not, it's not just, just for Christians. Right. Yeah. Now, we'll open our doors to anybody who wants to come in. I mean, right. you know, Christ, when he was always accused of dining with the sinners and the prostitutes and everybody else, and right. he said you need to go. Uh, it's not the well that need a physician. It's the sick. So it's like I'm not saying anybody's sick. I'm just saying, like, we want to open our doors to anybody because you'll never hear about Christ unless, you know, you open the doors for him. And, you know, as a Christian, that's part of our, you know, calling to let others know about Christ and what he stands for. Yeah, like I said, I like that because some groups don't do that. They're no. very, uh, they're not as open. Yep, it's, absolutely. Hey, you're like us or you're not, and this is the club. <laughs> right, yeah. And if you're not like us, we're not going to let you in. <laughs> a lot of chambers are very cliquish. You know, you'll have certain groups of people hang with each other. But, you know, we try not to be that way. We I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, because even you. myself, like, I'm very tolerant. Right. I mean, I, I told you how I am in regards to spirituality, but I tolerate everybody. Yeah, of course. Yeah, regardless of religion. Even political affiliation, race, what else is there? Uh, just what sports team do you like? I don't care. Yeah. Right, let's get along as human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Right. I mean, just because you don't, you have a different view doesn't mean that person's evil yeah. or they need to be canceled from society. Right. So, you know, we try to, like, you know, present both views. You know, back, getting back to the magazines, I mean, I am conservative. I do vote conservative. But, you know, I mean, we, we all hold, like, Harris County politicians, uh, you know, accountable, and a lot of those are Democrats. But we'll do the same on Texas government, where a lot of them are Republicans, you know. So, you know, we just, if they're not going to camp or run, you know, the way they say they are, if they're going to do things that need to be brought to attention, we're going to do that, regardless if they have a D or an R next to their name. I love that you said that, too, because I, I couldn't agree with you more. I agree with you on that 200 percent. Uh, all elected officials need to be held accountable, of regardless of that political party, whether they're Democrat or Republican or even independent. Uh, they just they have to do a good job and they, they should be there for the best interest of the constituents. Well, that's the job of the media is to hold them accountable. If you do not do that, they become more and more corrupt if nobody calls them out on it. Right. That's and that's true. what we try yeah. to do is call them out. Right. Next, Joseph, let's go into the current state of spirituality in the United States. What are your thoughts about kind of what's going on? What I've seen generally is 
I feel like like my parents' generation, kind of your generation, Joseph, actually, the church <laughs> attendance rates have been quite stable. Uh, but I feel like the millennials and Gen Zers, I've actually looked at some of the numbers, and church uh, attendance rates are steadily on the decline. They what are your are, thoughts about that? They yeah. are, especially since the lockdowns uh, happened. Which, Didn't help. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible. Like uh, I, I'm a member of our church at, the, uh, church at the Cross over on Derry Ashford, Pastor Johnny Teague, who's running for Congress. But, shout out uh, to Johnny Teague. Yeah, shout out to Johnny. I love Our good Johnny. friend. He's yeah. a great guy. Uh, but, you know, prior to that, you know, they were running about 500 to 1,000 people, you know, uh, you know, through on a Sunday morning. And, you know, but now it's probably not even half of that. Uh, a lot of people got comfortable staying home watching it on, you know, podcasts. Uh, really, everybody just needs to shut the podcast off, uh, y'all the churches. I mean, there's a need for that, okay, for if you're old or you're unable to get out or you have health issues. But if you're healthy, you need to be in church. It's kind of like, you know, you make a barbecue uh, pit if you're burning with old coals there. You know, you take one of the coals and you put it off on the side. It's going to go out. The flame's going to go out if you separate it. It's the same way with you by yourself. You may think you're doing great, but if you're not connected to a body, you're going you're gonna to kind of fizzle out over time. You need to be part of, you know, connected to a body. Christ said, you know, like, you know, do not forsake the assembly of the gathering, as some of you are accustomed to doing. Yeah, in you person. Know, absolutely. Be there in person. <laughs> right. Okay. Make those connections. Make those friendships. A lot of people are suffering from depression and loneliness. It's always been oh, anxiety. Anxiety. And it's yeah. greater now than it's ever been. Yep. So, like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. It just doesn't work that way. If you're suffering from any of these things or right now with everything that's happening in the news, you know, and there's some serious things going down, you know, uh, right. it's a really good time to get connected back to church, back to Christ. Go find a local church. Get involved in the uh, Sunday school groups with the you know, the uh, home Bible studies or whatever it is you want to do, you know, that's going to re-motivate you. That's going to re-energize you. And we need that more than ever. I mean, you know. I agree. Our solutions don't are not going to be solved with a Republican or a Democrat solution. It's going to be reserved with a God solution. That's it. Individually, yeah. One, Individually. one person at a time. And that goes back to just personal health and responsibility. Of course. Now, whether they choose to go to church, that's great. But there's other social groups out there uh, if you like yoga if you like, you know, hiking or a book club, there's so many social groups out there and that, that people can get plugged into and it would tremendously help their mental health. Because as you said, mental health right now, I, I feel like it's not as visible in society because people usually, it's kind of a taboo thing to talk about. So they're not going to say, hey, I'm depressed or hey, I have anxiety. Hey, I, I'm not feeling good today. Uh, we usually don't hear those things all the time, but I feel like it is a big problem right now, actually around the world, not just in the United States. And those social connections can help tremendously with that, as well as, you know, good diet and fitness. But those social connections, it's like the, the icing on the cake. You got to have that. Absolutely. And when Jimmy says social connections, guys, he's not talking about following somebody on Facebook, <laughs> retweeting their stuff. Yeah. Person to person, you know, face to face, get involved, you know, become involved with people's lives. And that's going to if you start focusing on what's going on in the world and maybe praying about or taking interest in things that are greater than you, your problems won't seem so bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And another thing you mentioned is the in-person meeting and speaking. That's the, the special sauce for my show. Uh, usually I bring my guests in the studio and it just makes for a better interview. Absolutely. I know that you already feel that because we have that, that chemistry in person. Imagine if we did this via Zoom. It just wouldn't be the same. No, it would be like be. night and day difference. And shout out to Joseph's daughter. Hannah's here in the studio. And I know you feel that chemistry as well. 
<laughs> right? She's my moral she can... support. <laughs> well, me too. Thanks for coming, Hannah. <laughs> but yeah, it does make a that the in-person versus the virtual. As as we stated earlier, I mean, if the virtual is just out of necessity, like if I'm talking to somebody. Uh, so next week, I'm actually interviewing somebody from out of town. I understand we have to do that. It's fine. But if they're in town, hey, we're going to bring them in here and have a 200% way better show. Because as I said, that chemistry is just there. Next, Joseph, let's talk about the current state of uh, Katie and just Fort Bend overall, like in regards to the heartbeat of the community, in regards to business and like some of the churches. Because I know you're very active in that community right now. Yeah, People, are things getting better? Well, um, I would say probably not. If anything, right now, the economy is worse than it's ever been. People are more worried about you know issues more than ever the business community there's a lot of uncertainty out there i right. mean finding employees to work for them uh fuel costs everything's passed on to the consumers so it's kind of like a you know you're spinning your wheels and it's getting a deeper hole you're digging yourself into as far as like uh the religious community um you know faith-based community i think more of them are becoming awake more aware of the issues that are facing them and a lot of them are becoming involved uh, there was an issue in katie uh, isd where they were having some controversial books in there a lot of parents formed the coalition to help get those books removed still katie isd would not address the issue it was only after we did an article exposing it we released it on a friday afternoon around 2 30 by lunchtime that following monday they had those books out of there not only that they created a portal for mm. parents to report on additional books like that and um you know it's there's just things that our kids should not be exposed to regardless of how old they are and then uh, you know and it doesn't matter you know your sexual orientation or anything like that i mean they just don't need to hear these kind of things at a certain age if they're graphic and that's what Agreed. we address on there yeah because yeah, they're just too young. Their brains are very, very adolescent. And absolutely, young. Yeah. absolutely. So the moral of the story is there is don't mess with angry Texas parents. No, <laughs> don't. You do not want to get the mama bears, you know, uh, yeah. you know, engaged. That's what happened in Virginia. That's what's happening all across our United States. Uh, really, a lot of this was brought on by the parent, the teacher portals. You know, when we were locked down, a lot of these, you know, parents were kind of seeing what their kids were being taught in school. You know, because their kids were doing it in line now. And then uh, so basically, you know, they started becoming engaged. They started hearing things like CRT, things like that. You know, uh, it's just, no, kids don't need to be taught this kind of stuff. They really don't. Yeah, they should be focused on math, right. history, government, civics. If you believe in creation like I do, uh, you know, we all descended from one person, okay, two people, Adam and Eve, okay, and the second father of mankind is Noah and his family, okay, so we all descended from them as well. So basically our DNA is virtually the same, uh, you know, uh, so we don't need to be focusing on issues that are going to divide us and cause us to hate each other. We need to be right. talking about love, you know, things we can build on. Agreed. We'll pretty much go on into the next topic. It's a good transition here. Absolutely. The, uh, political correctness and censorship, like, for example, on social media, YouTube. What are, your, what are your thoughts about that? And have you dealt with that yourself personally? I'm always dealing with that. I just oh, got out of Facebook yeah. jail for 30 oh. days. Uh, I mean, before that, I was in Facebook jail for seven days. The last suspension yeah. was the worst. Uh, they won't let me participate in groups for 60 days. So I still got about 27 to go there. 
you know, conservative media has been attacked relentlessly through Twitter, through Facebook, through Instagram, just about anywhere. Uh, so if you have an opposing view against the hive mind mentality and kind of the liberal hive mind, they're going to shut you down. That's what they do. They don't want to argue ideas, okay, because if you don't think just like them, okay, you're a danger to them. So they just want to eliminate you. And the best way they can do that is just not allow your voice to be heard. Hmm. So, you know, that's what they're really good at. And, uh, you know, but more and more people are starting to see that. Unfortunately, we have people, and I love Senator Ted Cruz, they'll go up there and they'll get Dorsey and Zuckerberg, you know, before them in the committees and they'll give them a good, you know, they'll chew them out, you know, have a few good sound bites to hang their hats on, but nothing's ever done. Okay. You know, uh, the people that are in Washington don't really care about us. Uh, so we need alternative forms of media. We are starting to get around that some. There are other platforms that are being developed, but none of them are really effective. Right now, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook is where it's going to have the largest audience. And you got to go where, you know, the masses are if you're going to educate people. I get, you know, criticized, you know, why don't you do your videos and put them on uh uh, some of the other, you know, uh, partner or whatever, you know, rumble, rumble. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because nobody goes to rumble. I mean, there's a few people here and there, but by and large, you know, I'm not trying to reach people that are like minded with my message. I want to, you know, I want to influence people. Where everybody, they are. everybody, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, you got to go where the centers are in a sense. Right. So, you know, like if everybody on rumble thinks just like you, well, you're not really doing anybody any good, you know, so I want to go where people have a different posing views. I want to try to like, Hey, listen, you know, this is there's an alternative to what you're hearing all the time. This is the alternative. But if you go in with a closed mind, you know, there's no way you can be changed. So if you're approaching any issue, whether you're conservative or liberal or whatever you identify as, if your mind is closed, you're never going to make a change. OK, so basically you need to have an open mind that, hey, maybe everything I'm listening to might not be 100 percent. So let me at least hear the other side of the argument. I can make an informed argument or make an informed decision. A friend of mine told me a long time ago, you know, like there's her side of the story, there's your side of the story, okay, and when it comes to relationships. You know, her side's going to be extremely biased on her side. Mm -hmm. Same with you. The truth is usually somewhere in the middle. It's the same with just about anything in life. So if you're just getting your news from one source, you're never going to really be informed. You're just hearing what they want you to hear or not allowing you to hear. A lot of times, you know, the media just won't report on certain issues, which is a bigger crime than misreporting on issues that are out there. Yeah, even me, I, I look at both sides. Absolutely. So I look at liberal media sources, and then I'll look at the conservative ones, and then evaluate news as I get it in my brain. At the end of the day, that's where I, that's where it comes from. And also, co uh, commenting in regards to what you just said, Joseph, the good thing is, yeah, we are on all the major social media platforms, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, and then all the other ones, too. But those are the three, like, the, the key ones. Yeah, absolutely, right yeah. yeah. All right. So as we know, gas prices and inflation has gone a little wacko right now. It's pretty crazy. So what are your thoughts about that right now? Well, yeah. right now, you know, the Biden administration is trying to blame everything on Putin. And of course, it's affected. This war has affected that some. But, you know, a lot of them just don't realize we have memories we can think past, uh, you know, when this invasion started. And the prices of gas were seriously going up prior to that, as well as inflation, everything. That's true. Yep. You know, the latest numbers on the inflation numbers really didn't even cover the war. Those were uh, January numbers. The war didn't start until when? You know, I can't, February 13th, 14th. So, um, you know, as blame as though they might, 
it, sooner or later, especially if you're the president, if you're a local leader, you need to take some responsibility. If you're shutting down foreign and uh, all the foreign you know sites where you can get oil, you're shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and War Alaska, and not giving leases to you know different places. Of course, that's going to affect the oil and gas industry. Right. If you're trying to get you know uh, oil and gas from your sworn enemies like. Iran or whoever, uh, you know, uh, Venezuela, you know, you're just funding them. That's what we were doing. A lot of this uh, war uh, efforts that Putin is doing was funded by us buying oil from them. You know, so, yeah, it was great that we shut that down, but we should go to our own sources. We should get our own energy here in Texas. That's going to affect everything. If gas is going up by 20 percent, you know, do, you don't think the customer or the, uh, the companies are just going to absorb that 20 percent? No, of course not. They're going to pass it on to the customers. That's you, the person that's going in and buying whatever you're buying at the grocery store that's absorbing all of those extra costs. And it's going to keep going up as long as we have the same policies. And it's only going to get worse, guys. It's not going to get any better we need to do something different yeah yeah that's i mean it's just it, it just doesn't make sense when you look at it from a common spent common sense perspective it's like giving the enemy yeah the tools for your own demise exactly why would anybody want to do that <laughs> people do it all the time and they do it all the time and they'll blame everything except for them uh it's kind of yeah. like you know I have a friend of mine, uh, you know, he, he would get in relationship after relationship and they would always break up with him at the end of a month. He always thought it was them. Occasionally, it might not be them. It just may be something going on with you. So you basically need to kind of like, hey, if this is not working and things are getting uh, worse, maybe we should explore some of these other alternatives out here. You know, I mean, there's no one size fits all when it comes to these policies out there. So basically, you know, oil is going to affect everything in life. It's going to affect our inflation. I mean, heating oil prices, especially in the Midwest and on the East Coast, it's kind of three, four, five hundred percent in some cases all across Europe as well. I mean, gas prices, 50 percent. But when they figure inflation, they only uh, put gas in for about 2.2 percent, I believe. You know, is what they figure the cost. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in New York City, places like that where everybody takes the subway, well, that's not going to, you know, make a big deal to them. But for people in Texas, everybody drives in Texas. Everybody's got a pickup or an SUV. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I was filling up, you know, uh, back, say, January of 2021. It took me about $25 to fill up my gas tank. Now it's taking me $55 to oh, fill up my geez. gas tank. And I yeah. have to do that twice a week. That's like I mean, a nice meal. Oh, yeah. 25 bucks. You figured that's $30 a week uh, extra uh, per fill up. So that's $60. You multiply that times 50. I'm spending an extra $3,000 a year. Just me to right. gas up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that crazy. takes a big bite. That's a hidden tax. That's a hidden uh, you know, tax. And the people that are affected the most by this are going to be lower income people. They I mean, middle class, too. It. Middle yeah. class. Everybody. You know, Just most people. Yeah, you know, the rich you know, uh, people that really don't care. They never even pay attention to the gas. They probably don't even gas up their own cars. But the ordinary mom and dad out there, you know, college student, people that are really struggling, trying to get by, trying to put food on the table for the kids, they notice things like this. I want to go back to a topic that I'm happy that you brought up, but you said self-reflection in regards to dating. I actually, this is a topic I really like to talk about it. Don't get to talk about it much, but I feel like we need to have these discussions too. But all I can say there is I totally agree with you. Uh, sometimes individuals can look back and look in the mirror and say, hey, they need to produce the best version of themselves to the world, and then those good people will come along. 
like good dates. Right. I'm trying to do that 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think Joseph, you know, by now, right? 24 seven. Absolutely. Presenting the ver- best version of myself to the world and then good things, the good, the great, the people that I need around me come into my life as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm big on the law of attraction, all that, the, that, that kind of philosophy, but maybe you are too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it goes back to, yeah, that best version of ourselves, right. sharpening that iron every day. And the best version of yourself, that's authentic. I mean, you can, yes. you, can uh, you know, reflect an image of yourself that isn't true, and people are going to see through that eventually if they spend right. enough time with you. You just want your yeses to be yeses, your noes to be noes. You know, just be sincere in what you're trying to do and say, stand for the truth. Stand for what you believe in. If they don't like it, well, they don't like it. You it know, is but what it is. It yeah. is what it is. But you're going to attract people that are just like you. When you and I do what we're doing, Jimmy, we're encouraging 10 others to take a stand for what we believe, what they believe that's in true. as well. Oh, yeah. And that's how you start a movement, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're taking a stand for the truth, well, that encourages you know, your neighbor or somebody who's reading one of your articles to talk about issues as well they can't cancel everybody okay you know they just can't the only one i worry about truly being canceled by is god because when he cancels you you're canceled okay you know like you know and if you're you know as long as god's behind you you know i'm not really going to worry too much about what other people say or do about me yeah yeah i agree with you on that topic as well embracing like i said presenting the best version of yourself but the true version too because yeah if you're being fake people can sniff that out really fast i can so I'm big on I'm a big advocate for that too. Yeah, be yourself, but if you have to change for the betterment of right. yourself, then we have to do that. Absolutely. But if it's like too far down the road, then maybe it's yeah, a fake version. Right. Next, Joseph, let's talk about what are your thoughts of about the Russia Ukraine war right now? Well, it's terrible. You know, uh, I believe, you know, Russia sensed weakness. You know, they moved. Um, you know, Iran just, you know, attacked our one of our bases in, uh, you know, in Iraq last week. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, you know, you have to like Reagan always said, you know, uh, strength, but verify strength through, uh, you know, peace through strength. You know, if you're going to be the strong guy on the block, you need to be able to back that up, okay? So people are always going to be drawing a line in the sand, see exactly what they can get away with. My kids always do that. Okay? Yeah, they'll keep poking this. you. Exactly. You know, you draw the line. You don't do anything. They draw the line a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and that's where we are right now. You know, if you don't have any strong convictions, if, you know, you're going to let people walk all over you, they're going to walk all over you. Yeah. So, you know, your yeses need to be strong yeses, okay? And if, you're, if they cross that line, you need to back it up with some action. And we're not doing that right now. So I think Putin sensed weakness. He moved in. It's horrible. It's unbelievable how the Ukrainian people have been resisting. Zelensky is, you know, kind of like a modern-day Churchill in a sense. Um, You know, but at the end of the day, these guys are in it by themselves. They're getting some support. They're getting volunteers. Even soldiers from the United States are going over there volunteering their time. But we're not, you know, giving them the tools they need to win the war. Like, there's no reason we shouldn't give them those MiGs, Uh, you know, basically— now, I understand you're going to, uh, you know, you don't want to provoke World War III, but if you're always allowing somebody to just say, hey, I got nukes, okay, and then you just back down on everything that comes along, they're just going to keep on taking and taking and taking. You've got to take a hard stand, and I think that's where our world is right now. It's good to see NATO kind of unified the way it is, but, you know, they kind of brought it on themselves by being weak for so many years, you know. They never right. would have done this under our last administration. Let's just put it that's that true. way. That's true, yeah. And, yeah, events like this have been happening since the dawn of time. It has uh, been, yeah. To me, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I pay attention. Uh, it's it's crazy what's happening, but it, it is what it is. You know? It is, There have yeah. been wars in the past that have been a lot bigger than that and well, in scale. 
Well, freedom is a relatively new concept. It's only been tried for about the last 250 years, you know, and the way it has been on a scale, uh, you know, this magnitude. But prior to that, the world has always been ruled by tyrants and dictators, and most of them were not benevolent. You know, they ruled by an iron fist. You cross that line, you'd get put to death. You know, or you'd be in prison, they'd take away your property, they'd take away your lands, they'd sell your children into slavery, whatever, okay? That's just the way it was until recently. And people are willing to just give that away without even, you know, without taking fighting. This, without even yeah. fighting for it. And people, you know, usually like missionaries, people that have spent a lot of time, you know, abroad, you know, say they've been a missionaries in India or wherever for a year or two years, they come back to the United States, they don't realize how good they've had it in this country. And we're just willing to give it all away. It's, I just don't understand that. Yeah, I see that all the time. That's why I always promote a civic engagement. Yeah, and that's why we have these conversations on the show. So we can, once again, identify the problems and discuss the solutions for those problems. And we have to have, you know, uh, we have to have both sides of the arguments presented. And I appreciate you allowing me to do that today, Jimmy. I really do. Oh, surely. Yeah. I mean, it's our actually, it's our duty actually as men on this planet to be, to solve problems that are happening in the community. Absolutely. (laughs) That's part of the job of being a man. And you can only solve issues if everything is explored. Unfortunately, we only allow one side of the argument to be told anymore. And we come up with solutions that, you know, that have no chance of working. And we keep getting further and further into where we are. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I'm, I'm, me personally, I'm open to hearing both sides of the story. As I check my news from both sides, and I stay very open-minded myself, I mean, if something comes along that's better than things that I'm thinking about in regards to, like, policy, I will embrace and adopt that new idea. But it has to be sound. It has to yeah, be. Yeah, because I'm pretty firm on my stances with, with a lot of my ideals. Next, let's talk about what's go, what in, – in Harris County, we had a debacle with the Harris County uh, elections administrator. Her last name's Longoria, I believe. Isabel yeah. Longoria. Yeah, right. yeah. So what are your thoughts about what happened with that? I mean, it's crazy. Now, she was uh, really just kind of appointed and without being elected. Usually these positions are elected by the people, and which is really the Harris County District Clerk's job, but he didn't really want to do it, and so he just kind of appointed somebody that's not accountable. And so she can pretty much do whatever she wants. We were on to her back in the fall. Uh, we reported our first article on her where she illegally mailed out absentee ballots to people, even though it breaks virtually every state law doing that. And, did it anyhow. Doesn't really care. It's just we're going to do what we're going to do, and who's going to stop us, you know, because that's the problem. We don't have a government that's willing to enforce the laws out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they want to do it, they just do it. And that's what she did and uh, kind of skewed a lot of election results for the school board in HISD. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay. We still took a few seats. You know, so basically, if you have people that are unaccountable or unqualified for their job, they're going to make a debacle of it. And that's what happened. You know, what we had like 10,000 votes that weren't even counted, discovered like two days after the election was over. That's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And they weren't even going to say anything. But thankfully, some of the laws that were passed in SB1, Senate Bill 1, which uh, dealt with some of these issues, helped discover the votes that were not counted. And even the Houston Chronicle, as much as they usually carry the water for these guys, came out and said, hey, Democrats, it's not the Republicans' fault because they were trying to blame the Republicans for this, you know, and, you know, it's your fault, okay? Own up to it, you know, make it right. Isabel Longoria stepping down, but of course not until, you know, July 1st after the, uh, you know, the uh, runoffs are done, you know, is a good first step, but it's it's so much deeper than that. You know, we need to kind of see what's happening with Lena Hadid 
Hidalgo's office, Rodney Ellis, so on and so forth. Of course, the Texas Rangers, you know, raided her on, I believe, Friday, right? Recently. Yeah, Very recently. Recent. They, yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of things that are going to come out over the weeks and months to come about what's really been happening in Harris County politics. That's going to shock a lot of people. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit before, but in the private sector, if you don't perform, you get fired the same day. So why should it be any different <laughs> as a, a public administrator? Because obviously she didn't perform. Uh, over 10,000 votes were not accounted for. If that was mine, I'd be so angry. I don't do mail-in, but 10,000 people, over 10,000 votes, actually. Absolutely. The votes weren't counted. And then she passed the deadline as well for that to be, uh, I guess, official that count to be official, right. that deadline was not met. No, yeah. it was like, um, you know, we were like the last county reporting. I mean, I was trying right. to figure out the results two days later. Oh, know, yeah, like, same still here. Couldn't figure was, it out. Yeah. You know, but the thing <laughs> is, as you were mentioning, like in the private sector, if you mess up like that, you know, you're uh, yeah, fired. You're done. Okay. And in, in the government sector, unfortunately, these people are given a raise. They're promoted, appointed to a bigger position, a position they're not qualified to do. I mean, you can throw a dart at a uh, at a phone book. You remember how we used to use those to look up numbers back in the day? And then uh, and it can land on anybody's name there, and they would do a better job than a lot of the current government officials are doing in Harris County and in our United States government right now. These people are clueless to what they're doing, yet they keep promoting them, keep advancing them to their next office and they're in over their heads okay you know we need real solutions and we're not going to get them through bureaucrats yeah and I've, the the way that the audience can make an impact there is by voting absolutely right, right, joseph absolutely yeah. get out and make your voices heard don't yeah. say well it doesn't really matter you know because you know i'm not sure if my vote's going to really count anyhow well it does people felt that way in virginia you know they uh like virginia was a blue state i mean it went like plus 11 democrats in the last election republicans won everything by plus two three so it was about a 14 15 point turnaround because people got engaged they got out and voted it was all over the school board stuff which is kind of spreading over the united states right now but if you want your voices to be heard you know do it okay you you have a an obligation to vote but a right to vote that so many people don't get to do across the world okay oh yeah yeah and eventually it won't matter so you need to be engaged okay because if you don't we're going to lose all of our freedoms we've already lost so many of them over the last you know 10 years it's unbelievable yeah so you're hearing it from both of us we encourage civic engagement minimally speaking if you can vote please do that uh, but there's other activities that people can get involved in, uh, meeting meeting candidates, maybe working on a campaign, Absolutely. finding about the policies, going to the, the meetings with the, the county, Absolutely. state. Get out block walking. If you're like a candidate, go knock on doors for them, pass out literature. That's how a democracy, that's how you do it is in the trenches. You win these battles in the trenches, you know, one heart at a time, right. you know, one door at a time. And that's what I've been doing for the last three years with uh, Pastor Johnny Teague. I get out and block walk with him almost every Saturday. You know, he does it like six days a week. I do it one day a week. And sometimes, like, we get closer to the election, I'll start hitting houses on my own, too. But that's how you engage people. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, democracies are changed. Well, it's how our system works. So if you don't get engaged, we're going to lose it. I think last time we had like uh, 19 million registered uh, people in Texas to vote for the last election. We didn't even have 3 million people actually voted for the primaries. Oh, really? It, was about it went point, down? It was about 2.9 million. So if you do the math, that's about one out of every six. So that's about an 18% you know, turnout. 
That's pathetic, guys. That's pathetic. Okay, where were you? Okay, I mean, you can't take one hour to vote. I mean, people always say, well, I just don't have time to get out and vote. But they'll watch six hours of, you know, their favorite show. Netflix. Netflix, you know, kept binging. Or TikTok. Or TikTok or whatever is important to them. People always make time for what they consider important in their lives, okay? If you don't consider freedom important, well, you know, I don't know what to say, but it is one of the most important things we have. Right. No, for me, yeah, actually, it took me 15 minutes. Yeah. Not even an hour. Right. Right. It took me about 15 minutes as well. Yeah. 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 And people are scrolling on Instagram for like two hours. You know what I mean? Come on. Come on. Come on, folks. Right. We got to get on top of it. All right. So uh, as we look at everything, let's go back on what is your best moment of your career thus far? I mean, I know you're still pretty young, so there's a lot ahead of you, Joseph. But well, from uh, my best moment, okay, I love what I do. But when somebody tells me, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, Katie Christian Magazine has made a huge impact in my life," you know, mm-hmm. because you know I've I found God through Katie Christian Magazine. That means so much more to me than right. an article from any awards that I receive, anything. Okay, when somebody says, "Hey, look, you affected me spiritually," you know, that's because of some articles that you've written, you know, that I've found God. That means more to me than anything that we've ever written okay because those things are eternal okay it's kind of like when i had my sports magazine i loved what i did okay i love sports i'm still a sports fanatic but at the end of the day nobody cares what the astros did last year or this year because it's a new season okay but our slogan with you know katie christian magazine fort Bend christian magazine is family friendly news with an eternal purpose when we're impacting people eternally that's what makes a difference to me okay you know because you know we're changing somebody's lives and i totally believe that you know christ is the way okay you know but um you're, if you're impacting people's lives for the better you know how can that be a bad thing okay so yes. that means so much more to me but we've had a lot of great moments some right. of our articles have really impacted like the one i mentioned about kdisd how we were able to get uh, you know some controversial books out of libraries through an article that we had done mm-hmm. you know in, in a single weekend that the parents had been you know butting their heads against the school board for months and months prior to that with no results things like that make a big difference but you know impacting somebody in their spirituality i think is the most important thing for me yeah that's that's fantastic what is in the future for joseph Menslot? did i say your last name right uh, Men Sludge. Men Sludge. That's yeah. how everybody pronounces it. I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> the future is we want to continue to grow. Like last year, we had 1,908,000 plus uh, change on page views. You know, I want to do 2.5 million this year. I'd like to reach a million people a month, you know, and I think we can get there. We're growing, but again, we're facing constant censorship, which is hard to get our message out there, but you know, to make an impact. And the way we do that is through, you know, advertising and through donations. So any Anytime you go to an article at katiechristianmagazine.com, there's always going to be a donate bottom uh, button at the end of the article. So if you want to donate, just press that. Five or ten dollars a month goes a long ways in helping us meet our needs. And we want to grow. We want to continue to get the truth out there. Okay. We just want to continue to have an alternative view when it comes to world news. We shouldn't only have one view, guys. Okay. You may not agree with us, but a speech that you disagree with is not hate speech. It's a different view. Okay. So you need to explore that and see what else is out there. Just do not take everything. For granted that, you know, the local news or the national news channels are take are telling you, you know, do some research for yourself. Be informed. Don't get your news from Apple. Don't get your news from Yahoo because they're pretty biased in what they want you to see or hear. 
Yeah, everybody needs to question everything. That's what I always say. You really do. You really do. I mean, even if okay, if you go to church, even Fox, if you go to church, okay, yeah, you know, question everything. You don't go. You're uh, if your pastor is saying something that you like, you know, you need to make sure he's telling you the truth too. So if he's saying this and you're not sure about that, look it up in the Bible. Okay, it's not that hard to do. Just do a Google search. Okay, Uh, you know, whatever he's talking about, see if it's in the Bible. A lot of people say, "Oh, God helps those that help themselves." Okay. Well, that's not in the Bible, okay? Uh, so, you know, people always say things are in the Bible that aren't really there. So I always tell people, okay, you know, like, you don't believe in God, okay? But you sit here, you've never read the Bible, you've never explored it, you, a friend of you told you this is in the Bible, but it's not there. You're banking everything that you have on whether or not that's true, okay? For me, like as a Christian, I've lived a great life, okay? I've, I've had a lot of fun times in this life. And if I'm right in what I believe in, okay, I lose nothing at the end of the day because I'm dead if there is no God. But if I'm right in what I believe in, you know, and you're wrong, you've lost everything. You've lost eternity. So just make sure before you accept something as fact, Look it up yourselves. Take five minutes to do some little research, you know. Explore for yourselves to see if what they're saying is true or false. Just do not take anybody's word for it, not even your pastor. Love that. The Whenever you had adversity in your career, Joseph, what what is the way that you dealt with that and, and kept moving forward? I've had a lot of adversity in my career. The toughest thing I've I'm ever sure had to have, deal yeah. with was, you know, uh, when my children's mother died back in 2008. And I had just started the magazines about three years prior. And, you know, she was basically a stay-at-home mom. And then, um, and I basically had to do both roles at the same time. I remember early on I was laying in bed, you know, crying, seeking answers from God. And I would say, I do not know, God, how I'm going to make it through these next couple of years or, mm-hmm. you know, make it through the, tomorrow, really, because it was so hard when it was two of us, you know, doing right. all this. You know, because at the time my children were 7, 8, 10, and 12, and now I have to do everything, but um, there's just so many. And, and plus, in 2008, we were having a huge stock market crash. I mean, the economy, yep. nobody was buying cars. I lost so much of my advertising back then. And I used to look at what I was paying myself in those days. I ran into one of my old checkbooks, and I was like, how did we ever survive God during this time? But God got us through it. And now my children are 22, 20, uh, uh, about 21, 22, 24, and 26. They're all grown. And even though I felt like I made so many mistakes, they always tell me I was such a great dad to them and I sacrificed so much. To me, I'd go back to those days any days. I mean, now my kids are grown and I miss them so much, you know, and, and um, it's that's the best years of your life. I know a lot of people are stressed about their children and best stressed about the world, but never be anxious to get away with the days that are so important in your life. And that's your children. You know, that's your relationship with your spouse or whoever. OK, you know cherish those days because those days come and go in the blink of an eye all right and to wrap up the show joseph three tips for success in business have a plan okay most people go through life and they get to the end of their lives and they never accomplished anything that they wanted that's simply because they never wrote it down not even one time so have a plan okay um, have uh, be driven okay most people never even start a business even though most people have a great idea that they probably could have succeeded and their lies, but they're just afraid to try. Okay, right. fear of failure is huge. Oh, so yeah, it is. you know, but you you don't fail. You only fail if you quit trying. Okay, and secondly, you know, uh, or last, I should say, 
you know, get out there and meet people. Don't take advice from people that haven't accomplished anything. You know, when I first started my first magazine, Houston Sports News, back in uh, uh, 1995, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, you can't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody's ever competed against your competitors successfully. So I quit taking their advice because if I would have done that, I never would have tried. And, you know, if you don't try, you're never going to succeed, okay? And you might not succeed, but at least you tried, okay? Yeah, people that talk down like that, they actually motivate me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, all right. You, exactly. you think I can't do that? Okay, yeah, I'll prove you wrong. I'll work 10 times harder. Absolutely. <laughs> work hard, of course, you know, but uh, if you're going out and your goal is to, you know, to try to show people, see, I told you so, usually they're not going to be the most successful. Politicians that put their lives in the, uh, politics aren't the best politicians. It's people like President Donald J. Trump, you know, that did it because he saw our country was, you know, in need of change. He became a good president because he wasn't doing it for his own glory. He was doing it because he, he was trying to help our nation, you know, heal and, and grow. Yes, agreed. Uh, that, that makes the best uh, politicians. Absolutely. Know, that, that work out of because they care about the country and the constituents rather than self-interest. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're getting the politics or whatever you're getting into, you know, over greed, over your self-interest, you know, people that make the best teachers are people that love kids. People that, you know, have the best jail ministries are people that spent time in prison. People that have the best alcohol and addiction recoveries are people that were addicts themselves. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, these things, you know, Satan kind of gives it to us and, you know, will allow it to destroy our lives it can. But, you know, you can turn around and use anything that's bad that's happened in your life as a positive. It can help somebody Agreed. where they're at. And so just, you know, utilize what God's given you, regardless of what that is. All right, and we're going to wrap up the show for today. Joseph Mensledge, I said that correctly? Mensledge. You're Men's getting Sludge. close. Okay. You're getting and close. And Hannah, Hannah as well, his daughter. Thank you all so much for coming to the studio. Jimmy Kim here. Uh, have a fantastic day. And to the audience, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week, Monday at 12. Bye. Bye.